What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. If you are new to the podcast, maybe you've recently heard about it through a family or friend, or maybe you just happen to actually stumble upon this podcast um, by a Google search. Um, Nonetheless, I'm super glad that you have found it, that you're subscribing to it, be it on Apple, iTunes, Anchor, or Spotify. I want to encourage you that if you want to see any of the laughies that I do um, on social media, you can begin to follow at Hope Lamberson through our YouTube, our Instagram, and our Facebook handles for you to see actual live Uh, in person, the live feeds that we do with these Bible studies. But if you can't watch a live feed, the podcast is definitely for you. Um, A lot of people like the podcast just because it simply is quick. It's on the go. You can listen to it. And our podcasts are actually only 10 minutes long, about 10 to 12. Um, But we try to keep it short. And so we teach in hashtags. And today's hashtag is called failure setups. Um, I want to come back to this here in just a second because I want to tell you if you're new to actually listening for the first time to Straight Talk with Hope, what is Straight Talk you're saying? Well, I'm a pretty bold and outspoken personality. Um, And so in the year of 2016, the Lord dealt with me about doing these live Bible studies and calling them Straight Talk with Hope. And really when I communicate, um, I communicate just pretty straightforward. Like I said, I'm a pretty bold personality. But anyway, I wanted to do something that would strengthen you, encourage you, something that you could apply quickly to your life to see um, changes happening in your life in a more positive and better way of things you're believing for or whatever that looks like. But to communicate it straightforward because it is the truth of God's word that sets us free. So straight talk is not my opinions. It's not some... Um, quick one, two, step three access to change your life and your world. It's simply just communicating straight out of God's word in a truthful way that sets us free, that makes us better, but it is done in a loving way that we can actually receive what God's word is saying to our hearts to get better. And it brings grace to all the people that hear the podcast or the live feed. So anyway, let's get into it. Failure setups. You know, when I was doing this hashtag, honestly, I was like, this is kind of a weird hashtag. Like who talks about failure setups? I mean, first of all, no one likes to fail, but to actually admit that you have failed and you even set yourself up to fail is a little bit crazy sounding. Um, I just laughed actually, as I was preparing for this message and Um, the hashtag title, and it sounds a little bit ironic and confusing at the same time. And I was kind of bouncing um, this live feed in the podcast off of my husband because he's a great sounding board and gives me a lot of advice for different things that I'm going to be communicating and talking about. Kind of like gets a different perspective on, hey, tweak this or add this or don't say that, you know, that kind of thing. And so anyway, he was like, you know, laughing when I said people set themselves up for failure, but it is the truth. It is not only the truth in God's word where people have done this, but we do this naturally um, sometimes in our everyday lives where we try to accomplish something on our own and in our own timing. And then we find out to only um, fell at it through our disappointment. Maybe we didn't follow through or maybe we didn't do what we needed to do at the right time or whatever that looks like. Um, And so I want to start out by kind of giving you a background on information about um, a story in the Bible, and it's found in 1 Kings 1. And here, this is a story about where David has like 
done his rule and reign and he's slowly getting ready to kind of depart off the earth basically and David has had a lot of success right he's had a lot of accomplishments but at the same time he's actually had a lot of failures even within David's life he had a lot of failure setups um, that resulted him on doing something that he sh he knew not to do but still um, went ahead and did it anyway and so he's kind of seen both worlds and the thing that I love about um, the word success is that not only are we going to have success in life but we also are going to have times where we fail at things or, or we've seen failure produced in our lives. But here in 1 Kings chapter 1, David is very old here. Um, in fact, scripture reads that he is so old that he can't even cover himself in his own bed at night. Like can't physically get up and cover himself if he finds himself being cold. And so he has to have um, a, a servant basically come in and help assist with this. And so anyway, through this process, um, there's another man in the story of 1 Kings 1, and I'm probably totally butchering his name, but that's perfectly fine, um, Ajaniah. And he sets himself up for the position to be the next king. So currently David is king, but this guy, Ajaniah, sets himself up. He's like, I want to be king. I know I'm supposed to be king, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets others who are in leadership to follow after him by basically placing and putting himself in this position um, without even approval of the current king of David and without even approval really of God himself. And so later David hears of this through Bathsheba, um, who their son out of that was of course Solomon. And so he hears of this when Bathsheba comes to him and says, do you have any clue what is going on? Like Ajaniah has done this thing, promoted himself, positioned himself to be king through certain leadership and is claiming to sit on your throne. And he's, you know, um, having all these sacrifices and feasts and celebrations going on through this that he is doing in his life. And so basically David ends up getting his son Solomon and a few others in different leadership to go and anoint Solomon to be king and go ahead and reside on uh, King David's throne. And so Ajaniah was basically trying to push himself and promote himself and into, into this position that God did not even appoint him in, nor did David. Um, and how many of you know God has a timing for everything in your life? Like maybe you're listening to this right now and you're thinking like, Hope, I've totally had some failures. Um, I've had some wins. I've had some losses. I've had some successes. But there has been times, if I'm honest with myself, that I have moved too fast in life and I have um, set myself up for failure rather than setting myself up for success in God's doing and in God's timing. And so um, basically the end of the story of, at the end of First Kings chapter 1, after Solomon is appointed king, rather than unleashing all his terror and anger and ridicule and, um, you know, demotion and all these things with Ajaniah, he basically comes in and is like, I know what you've done. It's not good that you've done it, but I'm actually king. I'm sitting on the throne. This is who my father's appointed. This is who God has appointed. And he basically lets Ajaniah know um, because he chose this to do himself, he is going to spare his life. But at the same time, um, should he make another mistake or jump ahead of Solomon or the king or the leadership or God, basically, then 
um, he, he will be removed, basically. Like, he was letting him know, like, it's not just going to be like, you're out, like, we're probably going to kill you. Um, <laughs> you know, that's probably how the outcome's going to be. But basically, Ajaniah, in the process of this, he thought he was setting himself up for success. But in the long run, he actually set himself up for failure because he was removed from the throne. You know, setting yourself up for anything outside of God's will means setting yourself up for failure just by default. You know, God says in his word that there is a perfect will that he has for our life and there's a permissive will that he has for our lives. And to basically sum that up, God's permissive will, we could just say, if you don't really understand what permissive will means, it just basically means that God has like um, this perfect will and this plan that he has for our lives. He knows everything that we need to accomplish, things that we're good at, we want to win at. He wants to help us. He knows how our life is going to turn out from the time we're born till the time we meet him in eternity. And he says that there's this um, ideal plan, there's this calling on the inside of us that God wants us to walk in and live our lives out. But because a lot of times we try to tell God how to run our lives and we try to get ahead of God or maybe we do some things without seeking the counsel and wisdom of God as our father. And so we kind of jump out there in our own timing, so to speak. And we begin to elevate our self-will above God's will that he has for our life. And so that is the permissive will. Permissive will is when God allows you to make all your choices because that is the kind of God that we serve. God is a free God where he basically like gives us this human nature to make our own decisions, whether they bring good results, whether they bring success, or whether they bring failure. Um, because he is a gentle God. He is a father. In fact, if God was to make all of our choices for us, then everyone on this earth would already be saved and walking in to the salvation that he has for him. But he leaves that choice up to us to know him and to be saved, just like he leads the choice up to us for to figure out what is God's perfect will for our lives. And so oftentimes we end up making mistakes and hurting ourselves and living with regret and shame and failure because we chose to basically go above God and tell God what we think our will is for our life for whatever season we're in. And then you have God's perfect will for your life. This is the area where God really can begin to do some cool stuff and reward us and uh, us see the success that God has for our life is through his plan and his purpose for our life. It's basically acknowledging that God, I'd rather have your plan and your timing and your purpose for my life rather than having my own permissive will in my life. Proverbs 19, 21 says this, we humans, I love this translation. It's in the um, passion translation. And it says, we humans, we keep brainstorming options and plans. Like, this is so true. Like, how many times do we go through our lives and we're like, okay, if we don't like God's answer on something or he's not moving fast enough in our lives and these kind of things, we're like, we keep brainstorming other options and plans. We keep trying to find a way to work around God um, and try to get God to bless our own plans and our own timing when God is like, you know, I have this perfect will, this perfect plan over here for your life, but we keep trying to... Um, run through the plays, if you will. And, and really, God says here at the end of Proverbs 19, 21, he says, but God's purpose prevails. 
So it doesn't matter what kind of options or timing or plans that you try to orchestrate ourselves for our own lives. God is still saying, like, regardless, my will is going to prevail. My purpose will prevail. Another scripture says in Psalms 127, 1 verse 3, um, and this is out of the message translation. And it says this, if God doesn't build the house, then the builders, that would be you and I, then the builders will only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, then the night watchman might as well nap. It is useless to rise early and to go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those that he loves? You know, when I was reading this, and this is one of the scriptures I was talking about with my husband, and we were talking about this, and it was basically like, the Lord doesn't want to build his house in vain. The work that he wants to do in my life and your life, he doesn't want it to be for granted. He doesn't want it to be taken in vain. Um, and he wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Like, I would much rather let God build my house and orchestrate my plan and his plan that he has for my life than me to try to build my own plan in his permissive will and it turn out and be a shack. Like, and basically he's saying to here, like, what is it that you're rising early and you're going to bed late?